everyone and welcome to Questions You're Not Asking. My name is Tom French. And I'm Chris Morphew. Chris and I are writing a book with responses to a bunch of absurd questions about God and the Bible that you are probably not asking and probably don't need an answer to. As we prepare to write the book, we're letting you in on our discussions. This week, we are asking the question, if Jesus was an identical twin, would they both be the Messiah? So that's the question. But before we get into it, Chris, how has your week been? It's been pretty good any week. I I feel like anything I say is just going to make you sad since you're trapped in lockdown. But I've really been enjoying school and like we're back to face to face church. Well, like mask to mask, eye to eye church. And so that's been really good over the past couple of weeks. So I'm a chaplain at a private school here in Sydney. And it's an interesting thing, you know, talking to kids about the ongoing pandemic and all of that and like everything that kind of comes with it. But it's just been a lot of interesting chats. So that's, yeah, it's been a good week. How about you? I've been at home all week. (laughs) How about that? Normally I go shopping on Mondays, but I didn't even go shopping this week. I'm going shopping tomorrow. So I've literally been at home the entire time since the last time we recorded. Em and I have gone for a walk a few times. So we we have a park across the road from my house, so we walk around and we did that. I saw some birds, so that was nice. Great. That's been my week. I was going to say, I've got some business before we get into the, the big question. Mm-hmm. So we last week you asked people to leave a review for our podcast, like a written yep. review, and because no one had done it yet. And so, we got a written review. Great. Did you write it? It wasn't me. It was somebody called Flash Splash with a PH for the F sound at the beginning. Oh, I have no idea who that is. Yeah. It's, well, look, it's pretty exciting. And I would read the whole thing, but it's it's quite long. But they raise- <laughs> I thought you were going to say explicit, but okay, that, <laughs> that's better. They raise some good points. Firstly, they let us know they're drinking a very good home-brewed Lamington stout. Yes. Uh, Yeah. So, you had to use the word Lamington in your review to let people know that it was because Chris has encouraged you to leave a review. If you want to leave a review tonight because you've listened to this and we know that it's this one, then make sure you use the word Snuffleupagus. Oh. That'll be easy to get into review, I reckon. Great. Anyway, so they, they reckon it's good to go for a walk, but they didn't give it five stars. They gave, only gave it four stars. The fifth star is missing because they said, how can you be exalted unless you have at least one seat you can move up? So that's good. I think it's it's a good point that we need something to strive for. and We want to strive very biblical. for Flash Splash's fifth star. Then they said, on the episode of Was Jesus a Rubbish Carpenter? I was disappointed they, which is us, didn't give a look at John 2. Jesus was obviously a great winemaker. As a home brewer, I expect even without a miracle, he would know so much about his the process. His presence would definitely help me improve this 9 out of 10 lamington stout I am enjoying. I don't know how you make a lamington stout. I think you just drop some lamingtons into the brewing bucket. Yeah, or, you just, or before you do it, you just squish it into the top of the bottle. That's- oh, yeah. Yeah, that, I think that's Just that pour also some works. coconut in and shake it around and quickly put the lid on. Yeah. Yeah. So, do, do you think the fact that, that Jesus made great wine has anything to say to the fact whether Jesus was a rubbish carpenter or not? Wait. So, what's the, the fact that Jesus made good wine means that he was also, no doubt, a good carpenter? Maybe they're saying that Jesus 
would have been a good home brewer. I don't look. I don't want to be mean to Flash Splash here because they might take away a star. Seems like you're about to be. But it feels we can't afford like, to lose any more stars from them, Tom. <laughs> it feels like Flash Splash might be bringing this up because they want to mention that they're a home brewer. That is a thing that home brewers love to mention. It's it's like that joke. How do you know a vegan who ran a marathon? Don't worry, they'll tell you. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Jesus definitely was an excellent wine miracler. Like when he miracled wine, it was great. And but I don't think we've ever questioned whether Jesus was could good do at good miracles. miracles. Yeah, I feel like yeah. he's the best at miracles. I reckon Flash Splash would have given him five stars for every single one of his miracles. Yeah, I I don't think you can fault him on his miracles. I don't know if that necessarily translates to being really great at building the world's first tall table and chairs. (laughs) Okay, then then they got one third point, which we need to talk about. Said, how can you send in questions you're not asking? Technically, doesn't someone else have to send that in on your behalf? Which is a good point. So if you feel uncomfortable asking a question that you're not asking, because obviously you then are asking it, and you want to get someone else to send it in, you want to subtly suggest to them, maybe you should go to questionsyourenotasking.com, go to the form and fill out the form and ask this particular question, which I'm not asking, but, you know, someone could be, then that would be a way to do it. And your conscience would be okay with you not lying by asking a question. I feel like we've already covered this because it's only for the briefest window a question you are asking. And then we'll receive the email, we'll answer it, and then it's not a question you're asking anymore because yeah. you're not asking it. Cause, so the email address is questions at questions you're not com. I fought a little bit for questions I am asking at questions you're not com, which I feel like would have gone some way to alleviating this person's mental quandary. But what can I say? We can only do what we can do. Okay, and the very last thing that I did say was the last thing, but I realized there's one more thing. This is getting a lot of work, this review, because it's the only one we've got. You should give us another one. Oh, man. Otherwise, we're going to run out of podcasts. But they just they ask, would Jesus listen to this podcast on 1.5 speed? I would recommend everyone listen to the podcast on 1.5 speed. And it's a shame you can't watch Facebook live videos at 1.5 speed. But you just get a lot more done in your day if you listen to things faster. Oh, I hate that so much. So <laughs> John Dixon posted something on Facebook today about some book. And he's like, if you if you listen to it on high speed, you can get through it in four hours. And I would have thought that he, as someone who like painstakingly writes books, would be like, at least give the author the time it takes to read it once. At regular speed. Like, I remember, like, particularly back when I was writing more novels and stuff, I would spend a year writing a book and it would come out. And two days later, I'd get emails saying, when's the next one coming out? <laughs> and on the one hand, it's really flattering because it's like, wow, you really, you know, zoom through that. But on the other hand, it's like, well, great. That was a year of my life and six hours of yours. And now you got to wait another year. So is that why you're... Best news ever, 100 days in the Book of Mark. Is that what it's called? Yeah. 100 day journey through the book, whatever it is. You know. Your 100 day guide to Mark's gospel. Okay. Is that why you you set a specific time limit? Yes. Like, and you don't you do a- dare read two on a day. Don't you dare. There, I said it. I think I, I, think I read it in, 
in maybe five days. That kind of weird irrational ranting, by the way, is the sort of thing that we would edit out if this was not a live podcast. But there you go. (laughs) I stand by it. But it's the kind of thing that people love on podcasts, weird irrational ranting, which is why I'm now going to talk about why I believe the earth is flat. Stick around. I had a boss, This is now we're definitely off topic, but I had a boss who was not a Christian and when he found out I was a Christian, he was like, that's great, it's as long as you don't teach the kids that the earth is flat. And I was like, yeah, no, we don't, it's not a thing I teach. And so, he was like, great, good on you. That was the only thing he was worried about for wow. Christians doing. Because we teach a lot of other things that I assume that he would have not liked, but if that's all, then he should become a Christian. Yeah. If that's his only beef, <laughs> Fine. Yeah. Don't worry I, about it. I would like to clarify that that was a job that I did that was not in a church. Not the pastor of a church. All my church jobs, my boss has been a Christian. Yeah. Well, that's good. Shall we, shall we get into the question? Yeah, let's get into the question. All right. So, the question is, if Jesus was an identical twin, would they both have been the Messiah? Do you have any thoughts on this, Chris? Well... Full disclosure, and I have been very open about the fact that most of my planning for this podcast gets done in the half hour before we record the podcast. And today, that time was eaten up by technical difficulties. But I, as always, have plenty of hot takes, even if they're not fully thought through. And so, I think the first thing that I want to sort of put out there is, obviously, God, in his wisdom and power decided that there would be just one Messiah. And so I don't think this is one of those situations where whatever the likelihood of twins is, (laughs) like one in whatever, that I don't think there was that chance in actual history that Jesus would have been a twin. Are you you saying that God didn't leave it up to chance? He was like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not like, well, we're not dealing with a question here that's like, you know, like, well, lucky there wasn't because otherwise... You know, it would have been very confusing. But obviously, the first thing to say, I feel like, is that, look, there was only one. Great. That's the situation we've actually got. But in terms of, like, would they both have been the Messiah? Do you want my yes or no answer now? Or do you (laughs) want to ramp up to it? I think think no. No. I think no, he wouldn't have. The other one wouldn't have been the Messiah. You don't think, as our viewer Andrew has commented, it would be a double portion. You'd have two Messiahs running around. We've got to clarify that I don't think there was ever a twin and I don't think it was going to happen because some people are going to get stressed out by this thing, but it's not a thing. But if it was a thing, Jesus's divinity and his humanity were, were all engaged in his physical body. It's not like the human part of Jesus was human and then the God part of Jesus was in the cloud and then sometimes he downloaded it. Yeah. He, yeah, he was yeah, yeah. fully God and fully man in one person. Which means then that somehow, and I don't know how, but somehow in the physicalness of Jesus, in the the person of Jesus, there is God and man all together. And so if you have a an identical twin, then the embryo splits and becomes two of the same thing, then I think they're both going to be the Messiah. That's, that's what I think. Un- unless, of course, it's like something that happened that God was like, okay, then they split and he's like, okay, this one's the Messiah and this one just gets to hang around. But it's still got God's DNA because Mary and God's DNA making the baby. Should we clarify what we even mean by Messiah then? All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, good. I'm When I, I, I said Messiah, 
because I thought it was the quickest way to say would he be the the full embodiment of prophecies and would he be God himself? You know, would he be the same as Jesus is? Right. Okay. Because the Messiah or like a Messiah is just a king, right? The one with the anointing. And so King David a thousand years earlier was like a little M Messiah. But then Jesus was like the Messiah, the capital M, the one particular king who was going to rule forever, right? And so the question is, if they were identical twins, would they both have been God here on earth? That's the question that you're asking. Um, yeah, I did. Okay, so Andrew's just pointed out the fact that you talked about God's DNA and Mary's <laughs> DNA. And that's some real Ron Wyatt <laughs> extrapolation there. Well, okay, what I mean, God's provided DNA, not, not the DNA of God himself, because he doesn't have DNA. Jesus has DNA, but the DNA that God supplied. Okay. For those of you who would like more speculation about Jesus' DNA, we do have an episode about that as well. So um, you can check that out if you would like to. So would they both have been God? I think the problem with that is that you're... Okay, so you're saying, yes, they would have both been the Messiah. They would have both been God, that he would have been incarnate across two human beings. But isn't he God the Son and not God the Sons? Yeah, he's not God the, the Sons. <laughs> but hy- hypothetically, because that's where we are, because he is the full embodiment, Jesus is fully embodied as God and man, all in one. Yeah. And that's something about himself. I think if you have two of the exact same person, then I don't think the Son goes, well, I'm going to incarnate that one and the other one just wanders around and just looks like Jesus, but is a lot less impressive. Why? Why not? Oh, I, no. I think that's exactly what would happen because surely we're talking about a one-to-one incarnation. You've got God the Son <laughs> becoming one human, and forget all of the the logistics of the the pregnancy for a minute. Surely God comes to Earth as one human, not as two, unless the Holy Spirit incarnates as well. So, like, the zygote... I'm going to just use words and I don't know exactly what part of the biology I'm talking about, <laughs> but it splits. And then Jesus is like, oh, goodness, it's splitting. Okay, Holy Spirit, you take that one, I'll take the other one. And then and then they well, both... Well, I mean, what world is he like, oh, goodness, it's splitting. What is going on here? <laughs> like, you're, you're painting... God as like, whoopsie, oh no, it was twins. Oh, wait, what, what? Okay, look, Holy Spirit, I know we didn't plan this from before the beginning of time, (laughs) but how would you feel about being the backup Messiah? (laughs) I mean, if you're on team, yes. If you're on team, both of them would be the Messiah. Sell me on it. Like, in what world is Jesus coming or is God coming to earth in two bodies rather than one? Well, in the world where he decides that he's going to incarnate in a set of identical twins. That's that's how he decided to work. It, and in that case, he was like, all right, we're going to be God the Father, God the Holy Spirit, and God the God the Sons for a bit. And then maybe when 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 he finishes, then they join up together again and become... Maybe like he can, he can be in two places at once. I don't know. This is... This is very tough for me. What if they were conjoined twins? <laughs> so, that would be so annoying if you were conjoined twins and one of you was the Messiah and the other wasn't. That would be the worst. 
That would be rough. Someone comes to me like, please heal my my daughter. I'm like, that one. No, I'm, I'll just come along. Oh, but that that is, that's equally true if they're identical twins. And as Jesus gets famous, the other one keeps getting mistaken for Jesus and is like, sorry, no can do. Yeah. Um, so Emily's just asked, did Jesus and his twin dress in matching outfits? They only, they only had one outfit back then. It was like the robe and a sash. Yeah, but Jesus wore the the white robe and the blue sash. Oh, uh, and then, then the non-Messiah twin got the brown robe. Yeah, he would have had to just wear brown like everybody else in the paintings. Yeah. Or, but, but particularly that he would like get a dunce cap just to be sure that this is not the good one. Surely James and Jude got to wear like inoffensive brown along with everybody else. No, yeah, but if everyone looks like Jesus... Like, this person looks exactly like Jesus. You've got to make a really clear distinction so that you're not worshipping the, the wrong one. Well, can't they just wear their hair different or something? <laughs> this is like a side thing. And I know twins don't owe me anything. And I know parents of twins don't know, owe me anything. But I find it extremely helpful whenever I have to teach a set of twins, if they wear their hair different in a consistent way, I'm just saying that is a helpful cue for me. And if... Jesus had a twin, I would recommend the same system to his twin. Just get cornrows or something, and then everyone's everyone's fine. Now I want to do the tangent to non-identical twins, because there is actually an apocryphal idea that Jesus had a twin, and his twin was Thomas, because Thomas's name was also Didymus, which means twin. People are saying that Thomas actually was Jesus' twin. And if you read the book Damascus which is popular at the moment. And it's actually a good book. You know, I wouldn't recommend to read it instead of the Gospels, which are actually true. But Thomas is the actual twin of Jesus, and it, it causes some issues for him because he is the twin of Jesus. But I realized that if Jesus had a non-identical twin, it would still be a twin that had been born, born of a virgin. virgin. So that twin would have also been conceived by the Holy Spirit. So Jesus could have had a, a twin who was female or a twin who was male and looked different and was different, but still would have had the DNA that God provided, even if they weren't the Messiah. And in a weird way, maybe that helps with the question, because like, I don't think being the Messiah is a genetic trait, right? And so even if there's identical twins, right? And they are genetically the same. Like Jesus isn't the Messiah because he has DNA from God. And he isn't even divine because he has DNA from God. That's just like a part of the mechanism by which he became human, right? And so I don't think it's the immaculate conception that makes Jesus God. Well, here's some quick trivia for you. The immaculate conception is is not the divine conception. It's the idea that Mary was oh sorry wrong no wrong no no, but no but i just think it's interesting because i didn't know that until i looked it up and then well i looked it up when i was researching another question for this the, the immaculate conception is the idea that that mary was freed from original sin when she conceived of jesus by the holy spirit which is yes. strange but anyway i know what you mean he was divinely conceived yes as in the virgin birth is not the thing. Like, Jesus isn't half man, half God in the sense that he has half Mary's DNA and half God's DNA, and that's what makes him the Messiah, that he is 
half God, half human. He's fully God and fully human. And so whatever he is genetically, it is fully human, just like every other human. It's also fully God, like because like you can't divorce our spirit from our DNA. Some somehow, like our physicality and our spiritualness, they are connected. And so and it's not like you. I don't think you can take the DNA of Jesus and then take out the God stuff, and he's still the same person. I I don't know how it works, but I I don't think it's like there's there's his human DNA and then there's the Jesus stuff that's floating around. He's got one of the same God and human together. But you don't think there's something particularly godish about Jesus's DNA, do you? Well, I don't think he's got. <laughs> I don't think he's got divine. <sighs> I just, like I don't think there's a there's a god gene that if you looked at Jesus's DNA, you'd be like, oh, there it is. Like it's the the twenty fourth chromosome, twenty fourth pair. Yeah. So well, so this is my point, right? That I think that. There could be someone genetically identical to Jesus who was fully human with the same genes that Jesus had in his full humanity and yet was not fully God. <laughs> oh, man, this is really tough because it, it's like, because I, I think that the danger of that is saying that, that there's two, these two natures that are separate in Jesus, but I, there's also the danger of saying the thing that made Jesus God was his DNA, like, I, I guess the I guess the problem is we're dealing with the mystery of the incarnation here. <laughs> well, right, and so I don't actually think, like, I I agree that you don't want to say Jesus' humanity, Jesus' DNA, it was just incidental, because like in, or well, as I understand it, the Bible teaches not that you have a soul, but that you like are a soul. You are, a, mm-hmm. you know, you are a fully embodied self. Like, it's not like. That whole thing of like you die and your spirit person floats away to heaven is not actually a thing. Like your physical self is your spiritual self. Like it is a whole, mm. like your spirit, soul, brain, mind, body, What it's all a unit. And so in that sense, I want to fully be like, yeah, like all of that together is Jesus's humanity and Jesus's divinity. Like I think Jesus could have been fully God and fully human And born of, like, hypothetically, God doesn't pick Mary. God picks another woman to be the mother of Christ. And Trudy. You would assume that Trudy would have given birth to a Messiah who looked different to Jesus. Yes. What, you know, like, I think when we did the DNA episode, we basically went. Well, we kind of ended with a kind of shrug of our shoulders and said, eh, that doesn't really matter. <laughs> that, that's the tagline for this entire podcast. Yeah, it doesn't really eh, matter. whatever. <laughs> but I feel like we, we got to a point of like, Jesus would have had some of Mary's DNA and some other kind of DNA provided by God. And whatever that DNA looked like, whether it looked like Joseph, whether it looked like more Mary, whether it looked like whatever, it was like Mary and question mark other DNA went together to form Jesus' genetic makeup, right? We assume. Mm. And that even that is like, who knows? But like you assume some sort of family resemblance or whatever. And so if Trudy is chosen to be the mother of Christ instead, then she presumably would have given birth to a different looking, different genetic makeup Messiah. And my point is just to say that like 
he would have been just as much the Messiah if God had chosen Trudy as his mother instead of Mary. Mm-hmm. And equally, like, God could have decided to put a, like, let's say, and this, again, all of this is speculation, but let's say, what if God, in his desire to communicate to us something about who Jesus was, gave Mary a set of identical twins, one of whom was the Messiah and one of them who was not, and it was like this object lesson in, look look how he, look how the Messiah is fully God and fully human. By contrast, here's his twin who's just fully human. See how this one's the son that's come from heaven? Like, couldn't God have done that? <laughs> he, yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to say that God's not allowed to do that. That could be good. That could be good. <laughs> cool. Good idea. Um, if it's God's and, idea, but I like, endorse it. Okay, and so, therefore, if that is the case then doesn't that mean that if Jesus was an identical twin, they both at least would not necessarily have been the Messiah? Yes, I think so. I I, I actually think probably if it had happened, I think they probably wouldn't both be the Messiah. I, that's where I'm... I think that as well, but I, but I, I think it was more, it's more entertaining to... Have an argument. Oh, and to, and to just to think about... <laughs> What would have been, what could it have been? Yeah, yeah. But while we're on the what would have been, what could have been, let's just assume, let's say my thoughts that they could both be the Messiah is right. But if they split, could like they both be 50% the Messiah? And so they both have 50% of the job that they've got to do? Is that, a, is that a possibility? I mean, okay, so when you ask that, my mind goes to, so God's people were expecting a Messiah. Mm. They were expecting this exalted king who was going to rescue them and rule the nations and all of that. They were also expecting a suffering servant that Isaiah had promised, who was going to suffer and die for the people. I've lost my train of thought again. Double Messiah. Yes, no. Okay, so Amy asked, so they both half die. Well, surely they'd both have to fully die, right? But but they only get half the job done. If there was one of them, if we go back to, you know, God's people expecting a suffering servant and a... A conquering king, Jesus, and you're saying, what if God sent two of them to do half the job? You could have had one being the suffering servant who died for the people, and the other one being the conquering king. What you really need is triplets, so you can have one as prophet, one as priest, one as king. I feel like all of this diminishes Jesus completely by splitting him up across multiple people, as in the incredible surprise of the New Testament that Jesus is both the king who will rule forever and the suffering servant. Like, that is the beauty of the gospel. Mm. You know what I mean? And it is in his death and in his service and in his suffering that he actually becomes the conquering king and reveals what God's character has been like all along. That, to me, is why... Why you can't split him? Emily's just asked, "Does one die and the other rises from the dead?" <laughs> That's the the atheist's idea. The one identical twin died, and the other one popped up and was like, "I'm alive!" Hey, they kept the other Jesus yeah. hidden the whole time. Oh man, that's why I like that's my pet theory. And again, speculation, but my pet theory about Thomas is that Jesus picked a twin. Like, maybe for the exact reason that he'd be able to be like, yeah, I know switchy, sneaky business. 
this isn't that. He really is the same guy. <laughs> Thomas was like, I've been getting away with stuff my whole life with my brother. Well, doesn't that make sense, like, of him doubting? Because he's like, look, I'm a twin. I get how this stuff works. You think he's someone and he's someone else. Show me he's alive again and I'll believe it. But until then, nah. Mm, yep. Can I raise just sort of on this topic a question that a kid at school asked me, which is I feel like might, if we answer it, shed a bit of light on this. And their question was, could Jesus make another Jesus? As in, could Jesus make a copy of himself? Could he create another Jesus? And it was the first time in ages, like usually after having answered kids' questions and and taught for years, like there's not many questions that make me go, whoa, hang on a minute. And it did. And, And I did the thing that teachers do when they're not quite sure, and that is to say, well, I'm not quite sure, but, and then keep talking and hope the answer comes out anyway. And I think it did. And what I eventually came to was part of what makes Jesus Jesus is that he's uncreated. And so he couldn't create another version of himself because, I mean, he could create another being with his same power and appearance and whatever, but he would never truly be another Jesus because exactly by being created, he would be something less than original Jesus. I agree. But uh, yeah, I don't I think Jesus can create another Jesus because like you say, he is the very nature of Jesus is that he always was with the Father and the Son the, and the Holy Spirit. They always were unless like bef- in their all their pre-existence. No, there's no, there's no way he could do it. It would just be a lesser or a, a begotten cre- and created fourth person of the Trinity I don't know if that actually gets but, us any closer to could Jesus identical twins both be the Messiah. But I, I think with that, I just keep coming back to if you split Jesus out in any way, don't you diminish him? Yeah. And so here's the thing that I was thinking about with the half Messiah twins. You never see 50% with God. Like you don't have Jesus who is 50% man and 50% God. And you don't have us who are like, or we're not like 50% righteous and 50% sinful or unsaved and we've got to work up. Like for some reason, God doesn't seem to work in percentages. He he works in in fullness. So yeah. he is fully God and he's fully man. And you are, you are either someone who is in rebellion against God and you are not part of his family or you are fully welcomed into his family and you're not like a half son or a half daughter of God, you're... You're a full heir and you're a co-heir with Christ. So you don't ever split God and he doesn't split his love and he doesn't split his creativity or his goodness. It's always 100% because you have an eternal God who is 100% in everything. So if there was two of them, there'd be 100%, but that's not that's not how he just chose to work. It would, I don't know how it would work. <laughs> it wouldn't work. And so you, it has to be that there is one God who is in three persons, one person living in as a human, fully God and fully man, 100% living for us, 100% dying for us, 100% rising again for us, and 100% welcoming, welcoming us into his kingdom so that we can be part of the 100% of God, if we can even work in percentages. Yeah, I know we were being tongue-in-cheek before about backup messiahs, but I think also part of what should be said here is that God never needs a backup plan. And even Jesus dying on a cross was not a backup plan. That was the plan that the Father and the Son 
had worked out since before the beginning of the world. Like that was always- And the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit in some like almost inconceivable way that has always been enveloped into plan A. Not to say that God caused sin to come into the world so that he could do his plan A, but knowing what we would do, this has always been the way that God was going to do it. And so hypotheticals about this stuff are interesting to a point, but I think it's really important to say that like God has done it the one most perfect way Mm. and that you don't need more than one Jesus. Like Jesus is just absolutely perfect and sufficient and wonderful. I kind of, I get the analogy that just popped into my head is like, you know, if I looked at you and went, man, you guys really, you and Emily seem to enjoy marriage. Marriage seems great. And if you enjoy being married to one wife, man, imagine if I married two wives, that'd just be even better. That would go very badly for me. Yeah, it would. And like, I think that like there are situations where having like, if one is the right number, two is the wrong number. (laughs) And I think that with Jesus, like, I think he is completely sufficient as he is. And so could God have chosen to do it some other way? I, I mean, God can do what he wants, but I trust that. Well, and like even not even just trust, but like I I can see and and experience in my relationship with the one Jesus that he is completely sufficient and also that he is the best version of him. And so having two of him isn't better. Having him split across two isn't better. And I and so I guess the question is less if Jesus was an identical twin, would he be the Messiah? And more like, isn't it good that we have one messiah how good <laughs> they they're, they are they're great words to end it on i think so inspiring <laughs> <laughs> how good how good how wonderful how... okay tom if people want to find out more about you and what you're up to on the internet besides this what can they do where can they go they can go to tomfrench.com.au where they can find my book my books, my other podcast, my blogs, which sometimes I write, my videos. They can go to all those things online. What about you, Chris, if you want to find more of you? Before I answer yeah. that, can I ask you one further question? <laughs> yeah. And that's if, if someone watching this on Facebook yeah. goes, this is great, but what... Like, I feel like a minute would be enough. I didn't need the whole hour. Like, a minute would be the right amount of live content here on Facebook. Do you have any suggestions for them? Yeah, they can also go to my Facebook page. And uh, every day at 4 p.m., I do a joke. And it's become a highlight of three or four people's days. So, yeah, 4 p.m., Australian Eastern Standard Time can jump on and listen to me. Tell a fantastic joke. Great. Good. And Chris, if people want to see more of your stuff, where should they go? Well, while they're here on Facebook, they can follow me on Facebook if they want. Or if you're listening to the recording, don't go on Facebook. Facebook is just going to make you feel sad. But you should go to chrismorphew.com. And while you're there, you can find links to all of my social media and my YouTube channel and also information about my books. And in particular... My new book, uh, Best News Ever, Your 100-Day Guide to the Gospel of Mark, is out now. And, Tom, I have exciting news about this. Yeah. 
I have broken the top 500 on Kurong. Oh, congratulations. Australian Christian bookseller Kurong. I am in the top 500 books. Neither of us have been able to figure out exactly how many books they sell, but it is, it's at least some thousands. So anyway, thank you to the four of you who bought my book and boosted it up into the top 500. I'm currently on sales rank 496. That 20% off sale really did wonders. This podcast is not sponsored by Kurong, but Kurong, if you're listening, let's talk. Before we go, just want to remind people to give us a rating and review. (laughs) Remember to put in the word snuffleupagus on your iTunes review, and we would love to hear from you. Um, I think that's I think that's it. If you've got a question that you are asking, you can email it to questions at questionsyou'renotasking.com. Make sure you use the right your. And on that note, Tom, I think that's as good as it gets. All right. See you later, everyone. See you guys. Bye.